here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to episode 55 of Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold, and as always, I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, Super Bowl week, baby. We made it. Now it's time we to make made some it. money. Time to make Let's some money. Go. How are you doing? Let's go. Doing great, bro. It's, uh, it, as you said, man, it's Super Bowl weekend. I think there's so much enthusiasm around sports betting right now that I can't, I mean, I've already placed so many bets, but it's only going to get worse from here. So I'm, I'm, I want to hear what you got, what you got in store. Cause I know I got to add to my card here. Yeah. So uh, I've tried to, I, I've made the mistakes and learned from my past where the week before the Super Bowl, Pro Bowl week, I basically don't have any units left. Uh, I refuse <laughs> to do that. And I refuse to have a card or so this is the notebook I use for gambling. Uh, yes, I have a gambling notebook that tells you how big of a dude. All the I all am. the all the legends got the got the notebook right by their side, man. You're not the only one. Not, not <laughs> only that, I think this is book this is book number five. So that's quite aggressive. Um, anyways, so usually my book looks like this. It's just like the whole page is covered by the time we get not a week before the Super Bowl. So I've decided we're gonna be easy unless there's a huge advantage on the number, and I know that I'm gonna be right. Right, sit it out. We're only going to pick like 10 big ones to bet this week. We'll bet a lot of money in all those. So I'm not like, this play I have a bet. This play I have a bet. This play. It becomes overwhelming and too much. And once I've had a little liquid courage, uh, I keep forgetting what I bet. And I'm like <laughs> like one-eyeing my book. I, Did I have anything on that play? So I don't really want to do that this year. I'm going to try and take it a little bit a little bit easier. But I'm excited. Uh, last night was at the Bucks lakers game. Got a little taster into Super Bowl week. The crowd lit. There's definitely an energy to the stadium. Debo Samuel was there. Mike Evans was right in front of me. Great times. Uh, and de- what you know, wet the beak a little bit in terms of placing some degenerate bets. I had first to 10 points. Lost that. Uh, my buddy had Giannis <laughs> to have a triple-double. We lost that. But we did hit the over 57 that and a half close. quarter. So, yeah, maybe a, a little uh, little taster heading into Super Bowl week. But. Now it's time for some steak, some steak and potatoes of gambling. Uh, <laughs> meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Can't wait to get into it. Uh, two things we're going to get to before we talk about all of the props that we have bet. Uh, best of the rest. The fun stuff. First touchdown, Super Bowl MVP, National Anthem. We're going to get to all of it later in the show. Uh, before that, we have four seven stakes contests going on this week at Champions Round. Go download that app right now. Go enter the contest. Look, you gotta win the contest this week in order to get the prizes. There's no shit for second and third place. It's Super Bowl week, baby. Only one champion, only one survives. But if you win, we got the sweetest giveaways of the season. I promise you that we saved these up for this moment. Game outcome seven stakes. Matt Stafford helmet. Player prop. Cooper Cup helmet. The party props. Jalen Ramsey jersey. And then the halftime show. Seven stakes contest. We got ourselves as a Jamar Chase signed helmet. How about that, baby? Four prizes, four seven stakes, four winners. Yo. Go download Champions Round app right now and uh, try to win those. We'd love to send them to you. Um, all right, next up, favorite Super Bowl moment. So we're doing a bracket on Champions Round on our social right now. Best Super Bowl moments since the year 2000. 
Dan, I know you're a Burns guy, so I'm assuming it's going to come from that Super Bowl, but I'd love to hear your uh, favorite Super Bowl moment ever. Yeah, it's easily Super Bowl 52, man. Like Philly special cemented, you know, the Eagle fandom that I've always been looking for, searching for my entire life. They hadn't won a Super Bowl since 1960 at that point. You know, we got there in 2004 with Donovan McNabb and he couldn't get it done, although T.O. showed up. But uh, yeah, Nick Foles, big dick Nick, got to give it to them. That was easily the, the best moment. I remember just that night, man, I I was in the West Coast, so I was watching. I wanted to go back home, didn't have a chance to do it. I booked the first flight out just to get back there for that uh, that parade. So, yeah, easily the best moment for me. But want to give a shout-out. I know you said till 2000. I remember going back even before that. I'm a bit older than you. But yeah. I remember the first Super Bowl I ever watched was 1995 where um, Steve Young threw six TDs. I looked it up. Dude, they were 18.5-point favorites against the Chargers in that Super Bowl. That's just freaking Wait, crazy. It was 18 and a half? <laughs> 18 oh and God. a half, dude. 18 and a half. That was the first Super Bowl I ever watched. I just remember, I mean, Steve Young and Jerry Rice, that, that was just a great tandem. But then also, um, 99, the the uh, Super Bowl with Kurt Warner. Titans. and yeah. Yeah, the, the tackle. That was, no that was yard, a great yeah. one. Yeah, that was a great one because um, I just remember being with family and everyone was so hyped for Dick Vermeil to get the championship after what he did for the Eagles franchise back then so uh that was a dope super bowl too i think the first super bowl i remember watching was whatever the one was in arizona between pittsburgh and dallas mm-hmm. so maybe like 94 95 something like that uh i don't really remember what happened in the game i remember seeing bill Cowher <laughs> on the sidelines and i remember like being like oh this is cool but that's like that's all i remember right. the first game i actually probably remember watching was uh the green bay denver 97 in San Diego, the uh, John Elway helicopter at the goal line. That was probably, oh, I kind of a little bit remember like the Desmond Howard return the year before versus the Patriots for Green Bay. Dude, crazy he won the Super Bowl MVP, man. He's like one of the only kick returners to do that. Yeah, so I like kind of remember that game, but like not really. The first one I remember like sitting down to watch like, oh, this is football I have to watch was uh, 97 for sure. Uh, My favorite Super Bowl moment ever two years ago. Uh, so I'm from LA. I never grew up with a team. I'd considered myself a very loose chargers fan at this point, just because of Herbert, but not really. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan of whatever bets I've played that place that week and whoever's on my fantasy teams. True DJ. Um, true DJ. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's why I ended up in this business because I had nothing to root for. So I needed something to root for. <laughs> um, anyways, so chiefs 49ers, I have a big pool. I do a big squares pool every year. Gets to the fourth quarter. It's 24-20. Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. And this motherfucker, Damian Williams, goes around the left side. He's supposed to get down. Nope. We're going to the end zone. We're going home with the Super Bowl trophy. Guess which one of us had the 1-0 to get to 31-20 on the squares. This guy. uh, I was so nervous. The Butker Butker kick. Incredible that that went in. And then just praying that Jimmy G – did not go down the field and score any points. Get the interception at the end of the game, 31-20. My 1-0 hits. That was crazy. That was one of my, I think, yeah, that was my favorite Super Bowl moment ever. But I've never won a, I've never, I've never won a Super Bowl square. So that's why I never shared in that enjoyment, man. I, I always, it just never works out for me. That fourth quarter Super Bowl square, when you've had a little bit too much to drink and all of your friends are around, <laughs> uh, it just hits different. I hope that you get to experience it one day. Hopefully it's this year. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the yeah. Actually, let me know what you're betting on. 
I'll follow your way. Whatever you got going for the squares, I need to tail that. All right. Sounds good. Uh, all right. We're each going to do our top five props for Super Bowl 56. And we'll talk about some of the best of the rest that we have on the board. Some stuff that we've bet. Some stuff that we're looking to bet. And then we'll do first touchdown, Super Bowl MVP. We'll finish with the national anthem. So, Danny, floor is yours. Top five props. I'll start you off with number one. Yeah, number one, I talked about it a little bit before, but I'm going to go with the Bengals total field goals over one and a half uh, made. I mean, this is really betting on Evan McPherson here. He's gone over this mark in seven of his last uh, seven straight games. He's done in 12 out of 12 in the playoffs. I mean, the dude's lights out, and especially indoors, he's six for six. He's a perfect 20 for 20 on the road. Um, the way this game script is really shaken out here, I think that the Cleveland, or Cleveland, the Cincinnati Bengals are actually going to be pretty competitive. I'm betting the under on this game. So I'm actually expecting a trade off on field goals here. And I know you talked about it the last time we got together. You love that, that combo of Matt Gay and McPherson, uh, with some pretty good value. And I, I, I gotta be honest, I'm leaning towards put, taking the Matt Gay over one and a half field goals too, man. And just adding to the card, because I think these field goal, these field goal kickers are going to be definitely active in this game for two conservative head coaches that uh, oftentimes they're going to play for just to get the points. And we saw the Bengals struggle in the red zone throughout this season, uh, especially in the playoffs. So yeah, I really like McPherson here to, to hit over uh, to hit at least two field goals. Yeah. Worth mentioning that the Bengals have had 17 scoring drives in the playoffs. They have scored five touchdowns and 12 field goals. So it's a little concerning for them. If you want them to, you know, win the game, uh, that they're not getting in the end zone. I don't think it's going to be any easier against the Rams here, especially at SoFi. So I would expect right. a lot of field goals game. Get it out quickly uh, that, you know, you get these conservative head coaches. You have two really, really good field goal kickers. I know that Matt Gay was short on the 47-yarder against the 49ers. That seemed more of an aberration. There's been rumors that he was a little injured, but he has two weeks off. Didn't seem like a serious injury. I'm sure that he will be fine for this one. And McPherson – I mean, he's the new Justin Tucker. So what else are you going to say? Yeah. I think that he'll live up to the moment. Right. In, indoors, it's going to be hot as hell in L.A. for the Super Bowl. 87 degrees. Which Woo. So this this stadium, uh, it's obviously has a roof on it, but it's open a little bit. It's It cooks in there. I went to a preseason game uh, for the Chargers in the summer. It's hot. Uh, and I don't know what the air conditioning system in there is. Um, mm. It's definitely going to be toasty. Ball's going to expand a little bit. It's definitely going to fly further. Um, so these long field goals definitely could be in play. A little interesting for the over 47.5 field goal over if you want to take that one too. But That's I do think it's going to be pretty ideal uh, kicking conditions. You get these conservative head coaches. I don't think there's going to be too much issue moving the ball in between the 20s. And both defenses will do a good job in the red zone. So, yeah, I think it's all correlated. If you want the under, you take the over on field goals. You take the over 1.5 for both field goal kickers. Uh, I'm totally in it. And my number one prop here is what we talked about in the last show, which is over three and a half field goals made. Um, yep. I, I, It seems perfect. And like all of those things, the under, the conservativeness, the great kickers, the ideal kicking conditions, uh, the fact that it's going to be a little tight. You get all these Super Bowls, first half, low scoring, everybody's a little yep. tight. I, I think if you can do field goals, attempts, and over field goals made for the game, all five of those I think will be uh, great bets for Super Bowl 56. So we're all in alignment on that one. Go ahead and on kickers. How crazy, how, how far we've come that we're like, our best bets are literally kickers right now, man. This is, this is gold. <laughs> I mean, can I start off with my second one then? Cause it's another, there's another kicking special teams one. And this comes Hunter? directly from, it comes directly from your boy, Sean corner. Dude. I had, I had this on my bets to make. 
For Huber sure. over Huber over 52 and a half longest. Let's get punt. it. Uh, I mean, he, he corner laid it out perfectly on the action network that he expects there to be a 54 or 55 yard punt easily from Huber in this game. He's gone over it in almost every game. It was kind of hilarious that this is set of 52 and a half. We expect an, an under game under 48 and a half. We expect to see some punts punt total set like seven and a half right now. So let's say that, that Huber gets four attempts at this. He's probably going to get one that's behind midfield. He's going to launch one. doesn't matter how far they return it, just how far it goes. And we just talked about it's going to be warm. It's ideal kicking conditions. Uh, You're not going to have any wind in your face. That ball expands when it's warm. These things are going to go a mile. I wouldn't hate doing it for Hecker too. Um, Give me all of the over punting props in terms of length in this game. And it plays right into the game script, right? Like we're expecting this low scoring game. Like, I, I mean, one of the bets that I'll get to later is the uh, first quarter under. I mean, I, I'm expecting them to just trade shots, man. They're, this is going to be a, a little game of chess here, filling each other out. It always tends to start a little slow and then pick up in the second half. So I think this is right. I mean, if he, all he needs is at least what, three, four opportunities to hit this. So I, I like the odds. He might only need, he only might need he only one. Need one. I mean, I, yeah. He really might only need one. Right. I, I rarely feel like this about a bet, but I feel like I'm going to hit this first shot. Like as soon as his first punt's going to happen, it's going to be. Fit. I'm telling you, it's going to be 87 degrees. It's going to be so hot. I don't think that people understand that ball is going to. Spin. It's going to fly here. It's going to absolutely fly. I know that you're at sea level, but these things are going to absolutely be monster punts. Um, yeah, so we've broken down all of the punting and kicking. Um, we've talked about the expansion of the ball and the heat. This is not how I thought that uh, Super Bowl week would go. Super Bowl uh, sounds lit, bro. Like, let's get it. We got field goals. We got expanding balls, punters. Let's go. This is, this is literally like anti-deflate gate. We're like, the ball will right. expand. The ball will go far. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so man. this is what you come to this podcast for, is for kicking and punting props. God, I love the fucking Super Bowl. It's best. All right. What's your uh, what's your number two on the board? So I'm actually going to go to some star power here. I'm going to go Joe okay, Mason good. Over, over, over 16 and a half carries. Um. This is just more about the game script, the, the conservative nature of Zach Taylor. Uh, but surprisingly, you know, Mixon's gone over this line in eight of his last 10 games, average of 19.4 carries. He's gone over in 16 out of 20 games as an underdog. He did it in two out of three playoffs games, including 21 against the Chiefs in the championship round. I'm expecting them to really focus on protecting Burrow here. You have a front line of the defense, the defensive line of, of Floyd and Don, Don, and Donald and and Miller. I mean, they're going to be trying to put pressure on, on Burrow a lot. So how do you neutralize that? You run the ball. And with this game script, you know, especially if I'm thinking this under is going to hit, they got to feed the, they got to feed Mixon. And I'm expecting him to get busy. Samaje P. Ryan's not really used in the backfield at all. And I'm not expecting, I mean, he took a screen pass to the house, but eh, that my that was more fluky than anything. So I think yep. it's the best, it's the biggest game of the year. You're not going to not give the ball to Joe Mixon. So I think that they try to establish the run, keep him conservative, keep Stafford and the big players off the field, give Joe Mixon the rock. All right. I like it. What's your uh, number three on the board? Number three, going with Cam Akers under 65 and a half rushing yards. And this is really playing off of like, I mean, he hasn't practiced all week. No surprise after leaving the uh, championship game with a shoulder injury, but I think Sony Michelle did pretty well. And we haven't seen acres go for more than 55 yards and 65 yards in any game, but he actually hasn't gone over 55 in any game since returning from his Achilles injury. So I think we're going to see a dual backfield here. McVay does lean towards one running back, but 
he might be more banged up than people are letting on. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit more of Sony Michelle in this in this scenario here. 65 seems too rich to me. And we get Daryl Henderson, who looks like he's definitely going to be back for this game. All the practice reports have been that he's been participating. So definitely could see yeah, Henderson breaking up the uh, Michelle Akers backfield a little bit as well, especially considering he's going to have fresh legs at least. Uh, I know he hasn't yeah. played in a couple of weeks. So. Uh, and Akers Henderson, has been pretty good in the uh, pass game too. So, you know, I think that there's other ways that he could still be effective. Just don't know if I, I believe in 65 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, uh, I am with you. And I'll mention that I also bet that under 65 and a half rushing yards and the Akers under 16 and a half rush attempts is probably my fa- favorite individual player prop of the game. Uh, 16 and a half, getting to 17 carries of Akers seems insane to me. So, yeah, I definitely love seems, that under. Yeah. Feel that. All right. My number three pick. I'll three and then I'll add in a best of the rest here. Uh two point conversion will be attempted in the game, minus one ten. Just the way Solid. it kind of goes, it kind of goes anti the low scoring part that you're gonna be in the game and you're not gonna need to. But just the way that the NFL is played these days, I feel like you see a two point conversion in almost every single game. So I, I genuinely think that this will happen. And, of course, the DGEN part of this is successful two-point conversion plus 205. If I think one's going to happen, what do you think? I'm going to bet against it? Hell no. <laughs> Double down on that shit. I love it. Doug, Pe- Doug Peterson set the way, man. They, this is this is the way now. We, we will do oh. this, and it will be. Okay. I mean, hey, so so to that, I heard yeah. that the Rams are, are dialing up their I, version I of heard, a Philly special. I was just going to talk about this. Okay, so we, we clearly heard this from the same place. So there are rumors that the Rams have dialed up this play with Odell, their own version of Philly special, throwing to Stafford. The way that this came up, I, I think it was an Action Network podcast, but Stafford to score two touchdowns in the game is like plus, you know, 18 trillion or whatever the hell it is. Rushing touchdown, so he gets like a one-yard sneak, and then he catches this other one. Uh Hilarious bet idea. If you believe in it, great. But there's another correlation here. Over two and a half players to have a pass attempt in the Super Bowl. Over. Mm. It's plus 135. So obviously you're going to get Stafford and Burrow. All you need is one throw the ball. It could be a double pass. It could be anything. doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, yeah. Who's, who's to say it can't be on the Bengals side of the ball too? You know, Jamar Chase probably got an arm. I mean, I'm sure that this is where you this is where you've been practicing all these gimmicky trick plays that no one's seen in your playbook to execute. So I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So the the idea that this would happen, it, I know that this has been put out there. Uh, the way that this goes against it is if we get this really low scoring game, no one's going to be super aggressive yeah. with their play calling. Everybody be conservative, sure. and we're not going to see it. But it is kind of like a, a little sneaky plus money hedge against the under is we're going to get some some wild, wild shit happening. So I, I kind of think that that over two and a half players to uh, attempt to pass is it's fun. It's fun. I wouldn't bet bet $500 on it, but let's bring a little 25, have a little, live a little. Yeah, no, I like that, man. Like You got to hedge where you, where you can. So I think that that's a really savvy, a good, a good find. I actually didn't. Didn't even think to look into that market, but uh, the the trick play one definitely had my eye. All right. Uh, what is your number four on the board? Number four is uh, going Cooper Cup over 28 and a half receiving yards for his longest reception. 
this is like me not wanting to buy into the his total at 105, I believe it is now. He could do this. He could literally do this. I mean, maybe McVay schemes him on a on a jet sweep. He could easily get it that way. He could definitely get it on a passing yards. So um, just in the course of his season, he's been very successful getting those those yak opportunities. And, um, you know, with this second Bengals secondary, Bates is a beast. But I think Cooper Cup, man, he's proven that he's unstoppable this year. So um, I think he could scamper away for 28 and a half yards. That seems a bit low. Yeah, he's done that in 15 of 21 games this season. Like that one. Also, uh, I kind of like it as a hedge against the full 105. I think it's an easier way to exactly. get there. Yeah, so right. I, I'm, def- I'm definitely with you. Uh, all right. Let's go to some more DGen stuff before we even get to the game being played. My number four on the board, opening kick, touchback, minus 140. Like I just said, the ball's going to expand. Perfect <laughs> kicking conditions. Perfect kicking conditions. You have Every kicker touchback. angle you can imagine here at Gambly with Gold. <laughs> it's the one thing that I can guarantee that's going to happen in the game. Is it that it will be expanded hot? Expanded balls. Expanded <laughs> balls. Ball goes further. We bet the ball will go further. So yes, touchback minus one forty. Absolutely no doubt about it. Lock of the week. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I'm, I'm I'm definitely adding that to my card right now. This see, this is why this is why this is why we do this. That's, why that's come fucking here. awesome. <laughs> All right. That's all right, I'll go with my number five, and then I'll hit you back on the on the yeah. next one. Uh, first play of the game, pass, plus 109. The reason it. I like this one, uh, Rams, about 45% pass, first play of the game. Bengals are about 60%. Changes this line to be the expected percentage, like 58% or something like that. Uh, and then where I'm getting a little plus 109 on this. Plus, I think, maybe everyone all week talk about being conservative. Maybe they just come out and sling a first play. Uh, I, I like the idea of getting your quarterback into rhythm off that first play. A little four or five-yard pass. Just make them feel like, okay, I'm in the Super Bowl instead of just handing it off for three yards to Cam Makers or to Joe Mixon. Uh, so, yeah, give me a first play of the game pass plus 109. I mean, they could, this could still fit into the, the conservative game script because, as you said, like it's about getting the rhythm. Maybe Joe Burrow has to settle, you know, if they get the ball or even, I mean, everyone's got nerves, right? It's the Super Bowl. So how do you get them into rhythm? Show, throw a little quick pass to like four yards just to get everybody kind of going. Um, so I like it. At, at almost even money, like you got to take it. Let me, I, I want to say one thing. If I'm ever an NFL head coach, you can bank me on this. If I'm ever an NFL head coach, my first play of the Super Bowl will be play action jug. I'm play action, full handoff. Going, I might bootleg it, and I'm throwing it 70 yards down the field. There's no better way to get into the game than to just let the arm rip. Even if it's incomplete, yeah. screw it. Throw that yeah. motherfucker as far as you can and let someone go get it. Feel Loosen up the arm a little bit like that little kid in that Cam Newton commercial. I'm ready. <laughs> I like that, man. And yeah, and you're right. Like, I think uh, – I think most people are expecting the run just because of the conservative nature and, you know, Joe Mixon and protecting the line and all this stuff. And even on the Rams side of the things, um, it definitely tends towards the run, but it's the Super Bowl, man. They've been scheming up, drawing up all kinds of plays here. I think that they're going to get aggressive a little bit early, just try to try to get their rhythm. So I like the pass. I like the pass as well. All right. Love it. Uh, What is your uh, fifth prop? Fifth one, I know you were you were on the the over side of this one, but I'm gonna take Stafford under five and a half rushing yards. 
if the Rams end up win this game, I did end up betting the, the Bengals here at four and a half. But if the Rams lead throughout, there's going to be some kneeling. And yeah. I don't know that we're going to get, even though Matt Stafford's been really good in the playoffs with, with scrambling, I think that the Bengals defense is going to be able to keep him at bay here. And with the risk of those kneeling opportunities, like imagine if it's, you know, he kneels three straight, this could easily go down. So um, I'm going to take the under on, on Stafford rushing yards here. Yeah, I, I think it makes a lot of sense if you think that the Rams are going to end up winning this game. Strong correlation between the under on rushing yards and them winning. If you can find a place to parlay that, I don't hate that. It's uh, an yeah. interesting way to play it. If you can do Stafford under rushing yards, Rams to win, and last game, last play of the game to be a kneel down, those Ooh, same game parlay, strong correlation. That's probably, that, that's probably a really nice payout. Yeah, so uh, I don't know, FanDuel, DraftKings, someone's going to have a uh, same game parlay that you might be able to place on that. I, I, I'm i going to have to find someone in New York or New Jersey to go place that for <laughs> right. me, baby. I, like I got it. guys. I like it. G- got yeah. guys for that. <laughs> all right, perfect. Uh, all right, so those are our top 10 props combined. Uh, best of the rest, stuff that we didn't, didn't fit into the top 10, uh, but we want to talk about. First one for me, Rams. To call the first timeout, we know how liberal uh, Sean McVay is with his timeouts. He's called the first timeout of the game in the nine straight games, which is hilarious. Um, I also I haven't seen this prop, but coach to challenge first and coach to lose the first challenge also like McVay. Hundred percent McVay. Yeah, so kind of love all of that stuff with like the McVay angle, but definitely Rams first timeout. Seems like McVay just, especially in the first half, just just not care about these timeouts at all. Yeah, I saw a coin toss. Uh, the first team decides to defer. Defer um, minus five hundred. So I saw minus five hundred. I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty strong bet there. Um, you know, obviously shitty odds, but I, I think you could still that that seems pretty likely um, that a team yeah. would 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 Mc, defer. I think McVay's uh, it's like twenty nine of twenty nine in his career deferring, and Zach Taylor's only taken the ball like three times. So. Crazy. Yeah, that minus 500 should more be like minus like, I don't know, 1,500 or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, mine, I didn't get a chance to, to bet the Huber punt yet, so I'm definitely going to do that. Um, I also had the first play as a pass. I had that one on there. Um, I'm waiting on this. I don't know. I feel like there could still be a little bit of movement on the total. Um, so I've been waiting. Hopefully that can get to 49. Yeah, me too. But, uh, but I'm, waiting to, I'm, I'm waiting to pull the trigger on that under. But then also first quarter under, I talked about it at nine and a half, 36% of the Super Bowl since 99 haven't hit double digits. And, you know, if I'm projecting this to be pretty low scoring in the first quarter, uh, I think this this fits really well. So, um, yeah, those are the other ones I'm looking at right now besides the uh, the exotics, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, the only other one that I haven't talked about yet is Odell over 65 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I think he's going to be tev- heavily targeted because they're going to bracket Cooper Cup. Like I said before on the podcast, they're going to rush three, drop eight. I think there's going to be room if they run zone for uh, Odell to have a lot of receptions in this game. And, I mean, he's just open. It seemed, I, I saw something that said that he's open on 90% of routes he's run with the Rams. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I think that, <laughs> I think there's a good chance that That'll he's work. heavily involved. In, yeah, I think he's, he's going to be heavily involved in this game. So over 65 and a half, like that one. Uh, yeah. Oh, curious probably. real quick. Um, I was looking at T. Higgins. Uh, his yep. lines at 68. He's been more productive in zone coverage against zone coverages than Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase tends to go off against man coverage. So, yeah, I might be looking at some Chase unders here. It's not it's definitely definitely not something I want to be rooting against. But um, if we see him 
you know, potentially get locked up a little bit with Jalen Ramsey or whoever. I mean, Jalen Ramsey has been moved all around the field, but I think predominantly he's going to be in the zone in the area of Jamar Chase. So I think we could see T. Higgins probably get a little bit more uh, open than we they're used to. And Darius Williams is only 5'9", so you got a clear height advantage there uh, with that opposing cornerback. Yeah, I think there's a chance that Higgins ends up going off. I guess we'll talk about this when we get to MVP in a little bit, but I definitely yeah. think that yeah. if the Bengals are going to win, Higgins can be uh, heavily involved. I'm a little disappointed that I bet the Jamar Chase over when I did. I bet it the Monday after the Super Bowl at 79 and a half, expecting it to go up. I thought I would get a middle in the 80s and it would go up to like 88 and a half, 89, something like that. Right. And I'd have like that nice 10 yard middle. It hasn't. It's sat at 80 and a half. So definitely a lot of sharps coming in on the under side of this because obviously the public's going to bet the over. Sure. Um, I, I might have to buy out of it and just take the loss on the juice or just let it ride. I forgot how much I put on it. Hopefully it's not that much. Uh, but yeah, I can definitely see. <laughs> you got you to gotta check notebook number four for that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, the notebook only says what bets I placed, not how much I placed on them. So, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's always the danger. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move over. Why don't we talk about first touchdown? Uh, always one of my favorite bets. I place it for pretty much every primetime game during the season. Love doing it. I have a rule that if I hit three in a row, I have to take all my buddies out to dinner, uh, which is fun. So nice. I'm not going to get that on this one. Uh, a nice uh, Ruth Chris dinner once in a while on hey. me. There was one year, I think it was two years ago that I had like three ridiculous ones in a row. It was like Kendrick Bourne, Baker Mayfield, and someone else. that just like had so much money. I was like, all right, steak and lobster for everybody. I get it. I got lucky. Um, all right. So first touchdown in the Super Bowl. Here are the ones that I'm looking at. Sony Michelle plus 1500. I love doing the quarterbacks on the one yard rush. Uh, strong correlation to the under one and a half shortest touchdown. That has happened in 18% of Super Bowls, by the way. No, sorry. Hmm. 18% of touchdowns in the Super Bowl uh, have been from one yard and in. So interesting to consider. Um, Burrow plus 2,700. Stafford plus 3,500. The two wide receivers I like, Boyd at uh, 1,400. Van at 1,600. And then here's the sneaky one. I like doing it in general, but now you might actually get value on it. The backup tight ends. Higby seems fairly questionable. So does Uzoma. Yeah. So now you're talking about, yeah, Kendall Blanton at plus 1,400 and Drew Sample at plus 2,000. Do Yuck. any of those stand out to you? <laughs> uh, I do like the Van Jefferson. Uh, I did hear Chris Raybon was talking about on one of the podcasts um, that Van Jefferson actually had the same percentage of first, TD tar uh, first TDs as Cooper Cup at 20% uh, over the course of the season. So you're getting at 10 to 1, nine, 10, 9 to 1. You're getting pretty good value there, uh, considering how much of success he's had. No, more, the, more the than that. Season. It's a 1600 I got right now. 16 oh, 1600 Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll say no more. <laughs> I think that's probably the best one. Um, and then also, like you didn't mention it, Joe Mixon, he scored the first yeah. TD on 25% of the uh, the Bengals, but I think that's probably more chalky, right? Less, less. I like the, the odds on Van Jefferson are they're too good to, to pass up. So I think I'd probably go with Van. All right, uh, Super Bowl MVP. So I, I you bet on the Bengals at plus four and a half. So I think that you think that they have a chance to win this game. I, as do I. I think this is going to be a close game a too. Chance. Yeah, but yeah, I, right. we'll talk about it on the Friday show. We'll give out our best bets. I think that we're both probably leaning on the same direction for a score and the team to win. Um, 
that being said, I do think there's a lot of good value on the board, especially if you want to go to the defensive side of the ball. Again, this is correlated with the fact that we like the under in this game. We think it'll be a little, little nervy early on. I think that the defense uh, might be more involved. Perhaps maybe even get a score, which I think is an interesting uh, bet if you want to bet on really interesting. the defenses both being successful in this game. So uh, I'll start off with my top MVP pick, and we'll kind of go back and forth on here. My number one, Floyd. 50 to one is kind of a hedge against the stars of the Rams defense. Yeah. Let's say that Donald is the guy who's getting pressure up the middle, but he's not actually the guy getting the sacks. Uh, Von Miller isn't able to get home. I think that Leonard Floyd is going to be able to at least have a sack or two in this game. If he forces a fumble, maybe, you know, scoop and score touchdown, something like that. 50 to one. Uh, I mean, there's only a couple of players in this game that had more sacks than he did on the season. I think only Donald and Hendrickson had more than him. So, I really like him at 50 to one odds uh, to be the uh, Super Bowl MVP. So that's the thing about picking a defensive player is that, you know, Donald could get the strip sack and then Floyd picks it up and takes it to the house. So yeah. where do you value in terms of the MVP market? It would probably go to Floyd because he scored the, he scored the points. So um, I think that there's a lot of outs with this one. And uh, I picked Von Miller at 50 to one only because he has the pedigree. He's already won the award. And he's just been lights out, you know, in terms of his edge rush over the course of the playoffs. But uh, you're right. Um, I think you could choose one of these three. I think Donald probably has the shortest odds there. So, you know, I think it makes sense to go for the Floyds and the, and the Von Millers. But um, I could see a scenario where a defensive player does get in a, in a low scoring game. Potentially there's a turnover or, you know, multiple sacks, you know, forced fumbles, et cetera. So I, I like the the I like the Leonard Floyd pick. I like it. It's good. All right. So we have Floyd on the board. We have Von Miller on the board. Jalen Ramsey is the other one. If he has two picks, that's the, that's, right? that's that's like a hundred to one, right? Like I, I love Jalen Ramsey because he's going to be used all over the field. You know how competitive he is. I mean, everybody's competitive. Like that's probably a blanket statement, but just saying, like this guy has like all he wants all of the smoke, like all of it. Yeah. So if he shuts down Jamar Chase, he has a couple of picks. Maybe he even has you know ton, you know multiple you know five six tackles. If he makes an imprint on this game, I could see him getting the award. And at, at that, that those odds, that's pretty good value considering his his pedigree. Like I, I would take that just because he has that star player uh, attraction to him. Yeah, I think this number started to come down a little bit. Uh, I see a sixty-one out there right now. Sixty number, okay. so yeah, sixty still pretty good. And then still better than from those, yeah. from the Bengals side. Uh, T Higgins, we talked about earlier. I see him at a 30 to one. I know that someone at the uh, action network had bet that previously at 61 great odds by them. I do yeah. think that if they're going to win the super bowl and we're going, I think like all the MVP picks are kind of like the anti quarterback angle. Cause it, who wants to bet? The I mean, could, it's like yeah, too yeah, obvious. Right. Exactly. Uh, so Higgins 30 to one, I think is interesting. And then the real deep cut here, the best slot cornerback in the league, Mike Hilton plus 20, thousand that's four zeros if he has th this is like the stafford ultimate blow-up game scenario but the Bengals don't play well offensively so they win like 20 10 and mike hilton has two picks and a touchdown plus twenty thousand. come on baby bring it home if i'm gonna lose the rams which i'll probably end up betting money line or something at some point i better win a plus twenty thousand on mike hilton as super bowl mvp We've seen weirder stuff happen in the Super Bowl before, so that would be my super duper long shot. What about how, what are your thoughts on kickers? I 
everyone and their mother wants to bet McPherson to win the Super Bowl MVP, so I can't do it. And I can't support it. <laughs> I We've talked about kickers, punters, whatever, I, everything. I'm in and out. That's where I draw the line, damn it. I will not do that. <laughs> You're goddamn right. No, boss. You can't do it. I mean, there, there is a scenario. It's like the Bengals win 15 to 10, 18 to 10, and McPherson makes four or five, six field goals and or in a game in a game winner walk game off. Winner. Yeah, exactly. So there there is a case, but this number has been bet down too much. Now it's like 80 to one. He started off at like five, 400 to one, 500. To one. Like, okay. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Now that I said this, he's definitely going to win, but whatever. But yeah, I, I think it's an interesting angle, but like, let's be honest, like the kickers never get the glory. Even if that happened, like, it's just so, it's so rare that that would occur that I'd rather put my money on star players that actually, you know, are going to get some meaningful, they're probably going to make more meaningful impacts in the game. Uh, assuming yeah. this isn't just a kicking, a kicking, a kickoff. Um, yeah, between these good two guys, I can't in good conscience support Evan McPherson to win a, a rookie kicker to win <laughs> Super Bowl MVP. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, that's what, that's epic. Well, if you were just if you would have at the beginning of the season just offered any kicker to win Super Bowl MVP and then a rookie kicker to win Super Bowl MVP, I don't even know if any book would have accepted that bet. Like yeah. for a dollar, you would have returned like ten million or something. For, like, for all Adam Vinatieri's done for his career and for for others, if he hasn't gotten it, like yeah, he never won Super Bowl MVP. Adam Vinatieri yeah. never won Super Bowl MVP, and he single handedly won three Super Bowls. Right. So I don't know <laughs> what do you what, what what are you gonna do? Um, <laughs> all right, last one before we head out. We'll be back on Friday. All of our best bet stuff. It'll be a shorter show than this. Uh, national anthem. Mickey Guyton is singing it. I've heard rumors this week that her nickname is Quickie Mickey. So that is something to consider. Interesting. This has no sexual connotation for all you fucking weirdos out there. (laughs) The total is set at 95 and a half seconds. That would be one of the shortest anthems ever. There's not been an anthem that short since Billy Joel, whenever the fuck that old guy was singing it. (laughs) Um, The the average is somewhere around two minutes. Uh, So this would be really short. A minute and a half is is a really short anthem. But there was rumors that I saw this week. I'm reading too much Twitter this week. In practice, practice for the national anthem, uh, 76 seconds was how quickly she sung it. So do I think that she's going to get another 19 seconds, 18 and a half seconds out of this? No. I think that everyone in their mother is going to bet the over because the total is so low. Why wouldn't you? All the history of the NFL's anthem suggests that you should bet the over. I'm a contrarian guy. Bet the under. 95 and a half seconds. Lock! Wow. <laughs> so, like, who are the sources that says that they're recording 76 seconds? Shmojo94726 on Twitter. I don't know. With no, with no Abby. Um, yeah. It's it's funny because I, I just did a podcast with Ariel Epstein of um, Yahoo Sportsbook, and she said that last year a friend of hers was actually on on location for the Super Bowl doing something. Um, oh, my God. We, and they we actually need those heard, sources. They heard the practice. They heard the rehearsal beforehand. They tweeted it, I guess, you know, uh, some rendition of it. And apparently they got – I don't know if they got fired or whatever, but they definitely got in trouble for it. But they pulled all of the national anthem props, props. from the from the books from that. 
I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't on the offshores at that point. Um, at least for the, for the national anthem, I wasn't, but, uh, so I'm curious to see like how, how tight lipped they can actually be about this. Cause you're like, you're right. Everybody and their mom's going to definitely take the over on this. I was going to take the over on just because that just seems like a really fast anthem. But if she's quickie, if she's quick, what is it? Quickie what? Quickie Mickey. Quickie Mickey. <laughs> if she's truly quickie Mickey, she might live up to the name here. So I, I probably, man, now that you told me that, like, I wish I didn't know that her nickname was quickie Mickey. <laughs> Cause like now I feel like I got to go under. So I might join you on the contrarian angle here and, and just take the under here and pray. Cause I mean, eh, I don't need to sit there for two more for give me another 30 seconds or something else. Maybe it's another commercial we could fit in there. So I'm good with it. If she wants to be quick with it, all the better. All right, so max bet under and it's max bet under. And what 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 odds are you getting? What what odds are you getting on the under? I have no idea, but oh, I'll find it right now. I say that if we get the under here, we'll we'll max bet it, and if we hit it, you and I have to get quickie Mickey tattoos in Vegas next week. Oh my god! I'm just this is not going on record. <laughs> oh my god! That, like who's Quickie so Mickey? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, oh, the line You're probably getting pretty good value. With, pretty good value right now. What's the line like? has gone higher. I have movement. Uh, under 98 90, seconds now. 98 and a half seconds and minus 110 to the under. Whew, spicy. Damn. All right, I hope that this quickie Mickey thing is true because I am placing bets. All right, that is a great way to end the show. Place a live bet on the show under 98 and a half seconds. Absolutely love it. Quickie Mickey, please deliver us some winners before the game even starts. Uh, all right, Dan, as always, it's been a pleasure. Go join our 476 contest. Again, Stafford helmet, Cup helmet, Ramsey jersey, Jamar helmet. You have to win to get the jerseys and the helmets. Uh, so that does it for that. We'll be back Friday, 10 a.m. Best bets, Super Bowl 56. And then we'll head out. Hopefully we make some money. Good luck with all the betting this week. Uh, Dan, we will talk Friday. See you, bud. Yes, sir.